Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations. South at 4501 South Congress. North at 8808 Research Boulevard. And New Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These CASA friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So, big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. It's time now for Love Talk with Evelyn and Van Davison. Love Talking with Brian Allered. Thank you, John. We are in studio today, Texas Christian Talk Radio, 1120 on the dial, the bridge. We're here uh, talking about raising the level of leadership and building bridges of love and hope across our nation. And our rope of hope is only one thing. It is the presence of the love of the Lord Jesus and the power of his Holy Spirit. So in studio today, I am very, very blessed. I have two good-looking guys. One of them is my husband, Van. Welcome, Van. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, We are going to be talking today about some of the exciting things that God is doing, and we're going to do that with our good friend, Brian. Tell us a little bit about Brian. Okay. Brian was born in Southern California and spent much of his childhood in Mexico, Costa Rica, and Guatemala. And don't anybody get excited. I haven't brought a drug dealer in <laughs> But oh, man. he was there with his parents and uh, his missionaries. And uh, while on the mission field, he became fluent in Spanish and developed a passion for missions. Brian gave his life to Jesus in Guatemala, went to Bible school at the age of 17, and has been full-time pastoral ministry since 1993. Brian holds a bachelor's degree in theology and a master's degree in organizational leadership from Regent University. I told Evelyn before the deal started that 
I was going to have to get one of those degrees so that I could manage her. Brian <laughs> uh, is a senior pastor at the Passion Church in Albuquerque, where Evelyn has just visited. And uh, Brian is a New Mexico field representative for Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, uh, My Hope Campaign. And he's uh, over 10 states, including Texas. And we have adopted him, in, him and his family, his wife, Mercy, his daughters, uh, Chloe and Lauren, and son, Colin. Welcome, Brian. How about that for an introduction? Wow, that was, I don't know if I <laughs> can live up to all that, but well, awesome. Thank you, Van. Thank you, Evelyn. Love you guys. Great well, to we are so you. thrilled to have you here. We, we have adopted you, and it's been an exciting time of our getting to know you and, and your you. family and praying for you. And we're going to be yeah. talking about some of that today. Yeah. But one of the things that... Um, that is so important, I think, to the audience that we have, and we we are worldwide now. Wow! Uh, actually, today uh, we are taping early because you just got into the airport. <laughs> uh, today marks 32 years. Wow! Thank you, of Jesus. Broadcasting the love of the Lord Jesus in this city. Wow! In this county, congratulations! In Texas. That's a huge legacy. I grew up in radio in my early, early years, uh, but it was honky-tonk cowboy music. <laughs> and I said I'd never do that when I got grown. And it's an amazing thing. Uh, 32 years ago, we had some friends that were taught. I was doing a little bit of television at the time. And they asked if we could do a Christian talk radio station in Austin. And Van, at that time, knew how to raise money. And so we helped raise the money to put that first Christian talk show on the air in Austin, and we celebrated that every year, and it's just always so special to have good friends like you join us to help us celebrate. Thank you, Evelyn. Thank you. Yeah, what a joy to be here. Uh, Let's just kind of catch up how we met. Well, we met, uh, you know, I I came out for your 85th birthday party. (laughs) No, and I didn't uh, even know you. (laughs) (laughs) I walked in the door, and, and there you were, and I heard the Holy Spirit say in my heart, that's your spiritual mom. Really? And I thought, Lord, how's this going to work out? So, and then that night, you know, we, after the end of the party, we stayed and we talked, and God just connected a spirit to spirit. So, Paul says, we know no man after the flesh; we know them after the spirit. So, I think when you, when you're spiritual, when you're attuned to the spirit, and you meet somebody, you can listen and you can hear those divine connections. And so, just felt the real divine connection to you, and then got to come back for the prayer rally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that we had at the Capitol with Franklin Graham, and got to meet your amazing husband, and and just adopted both of you. So I, I hope you'll you'll walk with me and run this journey with me because I just love the both of you and just honored to yeah, know you, you too. want to serve you and want to support you and love you and anything I can do. I pray for both of you every day. Well, um, we pray for you, too. And we're going to talk about some of those prayers and how we lift those up. And, uh, you know, we just love to talk about love. And so I want to know. That's yeah. the first question I ask. Yeah. Because I know you have a very beautiful bride and have a wonderful yeah. family, and we're going to talk about them today. But her name is Mercy. Yeah. And I thought that was such a gift from God because the, this last year, I a lot of the teaching I have done has been with Mercy Miracles. We yeah. are in serious trouble in this nation. Yes, we are. Yeah. And we have got to work out a way that we can be the representative Amen. of the love of the Lord Jesus in a way that will be received. Yeah. And mercy is something that we all cry for yeah. because America is hurt. It's in pain. Yeah. And we need mercy. 
Yeah. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit today. But tell me how you met her. This is the most interesting love story I've heard in a long time. Well, you know, um, I was uh, went to Bible college when I was 17, graduated as 19, became an assistant pastor four days later, which was a shock to me. I was 19 years old and became a pastor, so I had to preach that Sunday. So started ministry really young. About a year into that, uh, I was invited to go preach in Acapulco, Mexico. I was doing a four-night revival there. I got sick, got Montezuma's revenge. Ooh. And, you know, I just thought, I don't I don't know. I never did anything to Montezuma. I don't know why he's after me. So, <laughs> as far as I know, I never you offended liked him. him. Never, I liked him. I mean, he was fine. I had no problems with Montezuma. And I uh, was sick. I nearly died of dehydration. Uh, they took me to the doctor and they said, you, your, your body has zero potassium. You should be dead. Yeah. Your body was going to cardiac arrest. And so uh, God saved me from dying of dehydration. And I was there sick in bed for four days on IVs. And the spirit said, um, you know, the girl you like is not the one I've chosen for you. And I thought, well, I thought she was. So how am I going to know? And he said, you'll know her by her voice. So I'm laying in bed with IVs on me. I'm going, okay, Lord, what does that mean? You know her by voice. Is she going to be a singer? Like, what does that mean, you know? And so recovered, finished preaching, went back a few weeks later to upstate New York to the Bible College. And it was on a Saturday, the third Saturday of January, 1995. And I had a phone call and I answered the phone call. And at the end of the phone call was a voice that said, hi, my name is Mercy Pineda. I'm a foreign student from Honduras. I'm at LaGuardia Airport. I need directions to your Bible College, which is about four hours upstate. And I said, what did you say your name was? She said, Mercy Pineda. And I said, you mean misericordia, which is mercy in Spanish, because I'm bilingual. Uh And she says, no, my name is Mercy. And I said, oh, merci, like French, merci. And she goes, no, my name is Mercy. (laughs) And I said, your parents gave you an English name? And she said, yeah. And I said, do they speak much English? She said, no, not really. I'm like, then why did they choose the name Mercy? She goes, I don't know. It's snowing here. It's January (laughs) in New York City. Yeah, snowing outside. I'm at a payphone. Could you just give me directions to your Bible college and stop harassing me about my name, right? And I heard the Spirit say, she's your wife. She's the one. On the the telephone. Yeah. Sight unseen. So it was love at first sound, not love at first sight. And so I said to the Lord, okay, Lord, you know what? I made a vow of purity, and by your grace I've kept that. Mm -hmm. You know, I keep myself to marriage. So if she's my wife, I just have one thing to say. She better be beautiful, or we're going to have problems. You know what I mean? So Because if she's not attractive, this is going to be a problem. You've met her. She's very beautiful. So uh, exceptional. And so she came later that night. We met. And, uh, you know, so over that course of those two years, it was just another answer to prayer that we became a couple. And we got married on, on uh, April 19th, 1997 in the state of New York. So almost going on almost 20 years now. So she is the love of my life. Tell me about your children. Well, we have a 12-year-old Chloe. And a uh, 10-year-old son named Colin. Oh, I love and, Colin. Uh, he oh, helped me a lot he, when I was in Albuquerque. <laughs> he's an amazing young man. And then a little girl, Lauren Nicole, is seven. So yeah. we have three beautiful children. We pastor there in Albuquerque. And uh, just loving life, loving Jesus, love our family, love what God's doing in the world. So, yeah. Well, you know, it is so important today that as families that we... Um, we really do uh, come under the Lordship of Jesus Christ and rear our children according to the Word of God. And I know that you're doing that and Mercy's doing that. Tell me a little bit about Mercy. She is, uh, she is powerful. You know, Mercy really is. She's a, a doctor of education. And uh, she's a professor at Central New Mexico University. She teaches education in two languages, English and Spanish classes. And uh, is really an expert in early childhood and discipleship. So a lot of a lot of Christian schools ask her to come in and 
coach them on how to create a culture of discipleship. So that's mm-hmm. really her passion is disciple making. Happens to be in the education world, but that's really her passion. Her her dissertation was on how to create a culture of discipleship in Christian K twelve schools. Mm-hmm. Because parents pay money expecting I'm sending my kid to Christian school. The education is going to be different. Now the curriculum might be different. You might have a Christian biology book, but if the teacher isn't a fully devoted disciple and isn't growing in Christ, mm-hmm. what you're just teaching is a subject. You teach what you know, you impart who you are, right? You teach right. what you know, you impart who you are. So if, if the faculty isn't growing in full devotion to Christ, they're not going to reproduce. Which you read all the statistics, kids who go to Christian school and graduate end up partying, and most mm-hmm. of them end up leaving yeah. the church just like if you'd gone to secular high school. So what's the difference? The difference has to be there's a has to be a culture of discipleship where the faculty, the principal, they're growing in full devotion. They're in the Word. They're in prayer. They're growing. Because if you're not growing in Christ, you can't help someone else grow in Christ. And so that's kind of what Mercy does. She helps Christian schools. She's a professor. And then at our church, she's our children's pastor and our creative arts director. So... Well, she uh, is beautiful, she and really she is, is powerful, and yeah. I know that you all have a great ministry there in Albuquerque at your church, the Passion Church, and I've really enjoyed being with you. Thank you, Alan. It was just so special, and yeah. uh, we want to talk a little bit about some of the needs and uh, how the Lord, you know, is um, working in the area of your uh, administration you know, yeah. across this nation with 10, ten yeah. states that you're involved with. We do need to take a break and hear from some of our sponsors. Let's do that, and we'll be back with Love Talk right after this. Stay with us. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow. These guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. Let's get back to Love Talk with Evelyn and Van Morrison and their guest, Brian Allerid. Welcome back to Love Talk. Uh, I'm Van Davison and uh, here with my wife, Evelyn, and, and we're also here with Brian Allerid from uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, Brian is uh, part of the Billy Graham team. Uh, and Evan- evangelistic association. Uh-huh. I can't even say evangelistic. <laughs> but, and uh, he's a pastor of what church? He's a pastor of uh, Passion Church uh, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yes, and sir. we're very well, happy to have you with thank us. Thank you so much. Honored to be with you. Well, you know, we're kind of amateurs. I mentioned this is our 32nd anniversary of doing yeah. Christian radio in Austin. But I tell you, it's just like home, folks, uh, yeah. Brian, and then we're, we're just so thrilled to have you. Uh, you, We're going to talk about a number of things today. Uh, you have written a chapter in our new book, Praising and Praying Across America. Yes. The first one I wrote was praising, was praying and praising across Texas, and we did that in 2013 after we had some major issues at the Texas State Capitol with uh, some of the people that came in uh, to disrupt the government. And yeah. then um, one Saturday we had a big, a major uh, um, silent assembly mm-hmm. with Governor Perry, and we had 12 busloads of um, Palestinian protesters who, who came to protest us being there, and all of them had a sign that said, Kill the Infidels. 
And so out of that, the pastors in Austin and some of our friends decided I had written the prayer material for uh, the legislative session when we did the big pro-life bill that we should write a book. And so we put together that first book, and we had like eight or ten talking about how important prayer is. And this new one is praising across America. And so you've written a chapter, and I want us to talk about that a little bit. It is your heart. Yeah. You know, I wrote the chapter, thank you for the honor of being part of your book, but it's called Praising in the Pits. And, uh, you know, I think of Hebrews thirteen fifteen says, let's offer to God the, the, the sacrifice of praise. Anybody can praise God when, you know, when you get a new job or you get a new house or a new car or a new spouse or whatever. You know, when God's blessing you and things are going great, it's easy to praise God on the mountaintops. It's, it's not easy. It takes real character, real commitment. I think real love for Christ to praise Him in the valleys, in the pits of life. And, and life is a roller coaster. You have ups and you have downs and, uh, you have great moments and you have, you know, go through great darkness. The Bible talks about the treasures of darkness. And there's there's some treasures we can only find in darkness, in the pits, in the in the valleys, in the trials, in the in the difficulties of life. And so we kind of talked about in that chapter about how to praise God when when things are not going well, when your spouse is sick, when your child is suffering, when you've lost a loved one, when you've been through a painful divorce, uh, when your business has failed. You know, praise God, our our company had record growth this year. It's easy to praise God then. How about when you, your life dream falls apart? After 26 years and your company folds, the business you thought God called you to start or the church God called you to start folds, um, how do you praise God there in that moment? And that's what the Bible says is a sacrifice of praise. And that's what really pleases the heart of God. You look at Job and God said there's no man like him in all the world. None so righteous who fears evil, fears God and shuns evil. And uh, God singled him out for cruel and unusual punishment, you know. And we read the story and we'll say, thank God. Well, you know, Job was like, what's going on here, Lord? Why? I don't understand. And sometimes we just don't understand and God doesn't answer mm-hmm. the why question. We oh, Again and again in the Bible, people saying, God, why? Why is this happening? Why is this going on? How long, O oh Lord? And God never answers the why question. But he does answer the what question. Who am I? And what, what, what are you supposed to do with your life? And so the Bible says that Job fell down and he worshiped God and he said, naked I came, naked I returned. Blessed be yes. the name of the Lord. And that's really that, that sacrifice of praise. And so this year we went through that with our daughter. You know, many years ago, my wife went through uh, about two years of sickness, uh, went through six kidney stones Oosh. and uh, chronic kidney infections, went through a three-week period in 1999 where she had 105 fever for three straight weeks. And it'd be 105, 105.6, you know, 106 for four or five hours at a blocks at a time. It would come down to 103, 102, never drop below 101 for three straight weeks. Nearly died. Uh, we nearly lost her. And uh, she got diagnosed with an incurable disease, a tropical infectious disease, not AIDS, but similar to AIDS, was shutting down mm-hmm. her immune system. And the doctor called me and said, I was 24 years old, and he said, she's dying. And... Uh, there's no cure. We don't even know the name of the disease. We just know the category. We know what it's doing in her body. And, uh, you know, I had to thank God. I just I waited for this beautiful woman. You oh. gave her to me. Are you going to take her away? How is that fair? And you, you, theologically and mentally, you can say, yes, God is fair. God is mm-hmm. true. God is righteous. We can mentally agree with that. But it's on that emotional level where we live, where you go, but God, this isn't fair. You gave her to me. Now you're taken away. And, and, you know, there was no Kodak moment where she jumped up. I mean, she was in, in bed 18 hours a day. 
there's no Kodak moment where she jumped out of bed. Praise God, I'm healed. You know, yeah. nothing made for TV. But over a period of about three months, we just fasted and we prayed and we had people all around the world praying for us. And after about three months, she started feeling better. The fever went away. And I said, babe, you want to go get tested? And she said, not really. And I said, well, I believe God's healed you. Let's go get proof. We went to the went to wow. the hospital and nothing, no trace of it left in her blood. And so God healed her. And so this year we went through with my daughter, Chloe. Tell uh, me about really Chloe. Sick. How old is Chloe? She's 12 years old. Uh, she was in sixth grade. In the sixth grade, she uh, star point guard for her basketball team, starting point guard, uh, fastest girl in her middle school, uh, was a track star, running track. And I remember because on April 10th, we had our 10-year anniversary at our church, at Passion Church, since my wife and I started the church. And Chloe was up there leading worship. She's 12 years old, but she's one of our worship leaders. And she was lifting her hands, and she was dancing and bowing. And I looked at my wife and I said, babe, look at Chloe. There's no one hungrier for God in this room than her. Uh No one more in love, more passionate than Chloe. And I said, I really believe that today just something happened. She really owned her calling as a worship leader. And uh, my wife said I felt the same thing. And that night we sat and we talked with our kids. Every night we do devotions, family devotions, in our king-size bed with our three kids. Well, that's dogs. good at night time. It's, it's a good, good thing we have a good, yeah. big bed because there's three kids and two adults and two, two dogs. And we do family <laughs> devotions every night. And when I'm traveling, I call in. I call in and I uh-huh. FaceTime and we do it as a family over the phone. And uh, and so we did family devotions. I said, hey, what stood out today? And Chloe said, you know, uh, I really felt something different today during worship. I really felt like today was the day that kind of like I stepped into my calling as a worship leader. Mm-hmm. And so we all celebrated, and that night we stayed up till 2 in the morning talking about the calling of God and how, how do you know you're called. And I was called by God when I was 12 years old in Costa Rica. You know, I was called to be a preacher. And so we talked about that and had to get up at 5 a.m. to get ready to fly out to go to, to Little Rock to be with Franklin Graham and the team for the prayer rally in Little Rock that next morning and uh, went and had a great prayer rally there. And the next day I called on April 12th, called and Called my wife, hey babe, how you doing? Put the kids and let me talk to them. Talk mm-hmm. to Colin, talk to Lauren, talk to Clay. How you doing? Well, she was running track and doing good, daddy, a little tired. And got home that night and she looked sick and I thought it was just track, you know, heat exhaustion mm-hmm. or something. We kept her home the next day and anyway, three days turned into five days and it turned from like exhaustion to this like stomach flu virus and within five days she was in the hospital, ER. And started a period of five months of ERs, you know, eight, eight ER visits in two different states. Uh, four different hospitals, all kinds of clinics and doctors, and really, really unbearable uh, level 10 pain. And I remember end of April, we were in the hospital, and uh, she screamed for eight hours straight. And they gave her a shot of fentanyl, which fentanyl is the strongest Ooh, boy, pain blocker sick. they have. Didn't touch it. And the ER doctor said, and everything. Every, everybody responds to fentanyl. I've never seen anything like this. She kept screaming, level 10, convulsing, shaking pain. Didn't put her to sleep, didn't touch the pain. Had to wait three hours to give her a second shot of fentanyl, the maximum legal dosage. Yes. Didn't never touch the pain. And we're going like, where did this come from? And like, what's going on? And what do we do? And how do you, Lord, what, why aren't you hearing our prayers? And just cried with her. And, and uh, after eight hours of that, God, God spoke to me and he said, she has to pray. She has to break it. And so I said, Chloe, honey, you're going to have to pray. Daddy, I can't. And she's screaming in pain. Yeah. Honey, you have to break this. And so we led her through a prayer of breaking that. And within three minutes, the pain stopped. Within 10 minutes, she was sitting up watching SpongeBob SquarePants and, and eating oh. Jello. And they were, they, the doctor came in and said, well, I guess she's better. I don't know what that was all about. Nothing showed up in the x-ray. Nothing's in her blood work. So go home. 
And a week later, we were back in the ER, and they just started the series. And they diagnosed her with nerve nerve pain, nerve damage in her stomach. They weren't sure how she got it, how it got there. They put her on some medications, and after three days of that medication, she stopped walking and didn't walk for over two weeks, could, could not walk. Her left arm went numb, mm. and at the end of that period, she had complete amnesia, uh, forgot her name, didn't oh. recognize her mom. My wife, Mercy, didn't, didn't know what year it was, didn't know where she went to school, didn't know she had a brother and sister. She recognized me, and I said, Chloe, do you know who I am? And she goes, you, Dada. She started speaking like a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. Honor student speaking like a two-year-old, and I, I thought she was having a stroke. And, and she said, uh, Dad, you, Dad, Dad, you love me. Mm-hmm. And I just heard the father say, I, and I said, Jesus loves you, Claudia. And she goes, who, who Jesus? Mm-hmm. Didn't, I mean, just gone, nothing left. And I heard the father just saying, I said, God, how am I going to help her? She doesn't even know who you are. And God said, she doesn't know who I am, but I know who she is, and I love her. Wow. She's my daughter, and I'm going to take care of her. So. That is amazing. Give me a current day. She had a good so, day last week, right? The last week, no pain. Isn't and that so amazing? we felt like God's been healing her. We feel like we're coming out of the worst of it. And so we, you know, not 100%, but feel like we're coming out. Feel like we're coming out of the valley. Well, we and certainly have adopted Chloe, and we would ask our audience to continue to pray for her and pray for you. Thank you so and much. Van very specifically every night prays for Chloe. Thank you, Van means a lot to me. You know, it is an amazing thing what prayer does. And as we uh, talk about the needs that we have individually, we are not exempt from anything that comes on in the world in the way of germs or mindset or whatever. But God does have something to do with what's going on in your life Amen. and in mine. Yes, and for that, we are we are deeply grateful and thankful. But we want to, when we come back, um, you know, we want to talk about where we are in America and what it is that God has positioned us to be and to do Yeah. right after this. Stay with us. Daily hope, daily healing, daily talk and information. Today's Christian Talk 1120, The Bridge. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000 square foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as Town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. We're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson and is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, 
Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison. She's joined by her husband, Van Davison. Their guest is Brian Allerith. Welcome back to Love Talk. We're talking here with uh, Brian Allered from Albuquerque, New Mexico. We're certainly happy to have you with us today. Brian, you are um, the regional uh, festival director for yeah. Billy Franklin. Yeah. Billy Franklin. That's not right. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. Regional manager for the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Yes, and we work with Franklin. So, yeah. (laughs) Well, we certainly, I I do want to mention this. We certainly had a great event with Franklin here um, in uh, April when we had the um, uh, Decision America tour and had about 10,000 people. and, And Franklin came down with the whole family and Graham. Lots came, and she is our new um, chairman for National Day of Prayer and had an opportunity to make some connections. But, you know, uh, Franklin is doing a good job across this nation. He is calling for for all believers, and I can say this. You know, I say this, folks. Listen, Uh, he's calling us, first of all, is to pray. Pray for our nation. And secondly, is to engage others. And we've done that in a number of different ways here in Texas. We have um, a lady named Ann Pettinger Hmm. who took the different political platforms and laid those out according to godly values. Hmm. We have that on our website at www.ndpnationaldailyprayer.ndp.org. And you can download that and get a picture mm-hmm. of what God is saying to America today yeah. in regard to ten, eight or ten major, uh, major campaigns, I guess, or platforms or policies. Yeah. Because we must vote life. Yeah. We must vote Absolutely. positive. And and this is the thing that that I have so admired about Franklin is he's gone from state capitals to state capital to call God's people together. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. not the world, but God's people. Mm-hmm. And of course we're deeply right now working with Operation Christmas Child. We've got some major events that are coming up and we'll be promoting those here at KTXW uh, in the next couple of weeks for Operation Christmas Child where yeah. we put Jesus in a shoebox. And what do we do with it, honey? Send it around the world. To children all over the world as a way to reach them for Jesus Christ. And it's 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 a fantastic deal. And if you're not involved in it, you need to get involved in it. Um, we I've sent for several years uh five shoeboxes uh, and I put a soccer ball in there, deflated, and a pump, wow. and then some pencils and pens and stuff like that. Um, but you know, if you put a football in there, I mean, we're we're football crazy yeah. here. 
But uh, if you put a football in there, most of those kids wouldn't know what it, what it was. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but a soccer ball, now, that's international. Yeah. You can you can right. reach anybody right. all over the world with Absolutely. a soccer ball. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Well, we, let's talk about America. We're talking about sending the love of Jesus around the world in the shoeboxes, and that is such an exciting thing. I serve as the Central Texas Capital Area Prayer Coordinator for OCC. Let's talk about um, some of the the needs that we have in America today. Yeah. Um, you know, um, in Acts 16, Paul and Silas were in Philippi, and they were, they were preaching, and uh, they cast a demon out of this fortune teller girl who made made the leaders a lot of money. So they served the crowd. They had them arrested. They had them beaten and flogged, their feet put in the stocks and imprisoned. And the Bible says in Acts 16, verse 26, that at, around midnight, they began to praise. They began to pray and sing hymns. So they were praising and praying there at midnight in the prison. And when God heard their, when their praise and their prayer went up to heaven, that it broke the chains. They were in shackles. It broke the chains, but not just their chains, but the chains of every prisoner. And all the prison doors were open. There was an earthquake and they were released. And so what God spoke to me was that our, our breakthroughs in our praise, our breakthroughs in our praise. And as Chloe was going through her massive pain, God just kept saying, if you keep praising me, I'm going to bring her out. Your breakthrough is in your praise. And I really believe that's a prophetic word for America right now. That's a picture where Paul and Silas were. They were beaten, flogged, imprisoned. Their feet were in the stocks. It looked dark. America's in trouble. Absolutely. I mean, and I think people on both sides of the aisle, I think people people recognize that we're in trouble. And our nation is the most divided polit- politically that it's been in my lifetime. I'm only, I'm only 41, but I would say in generations. Oh, yes. People have lost faith in, in our government. Our economy is hanging on by a thread. When you're $20 trillion in debt, at some point that collapses. I don't know if that's in a year or in 20 years, but our economy is so large, it's just hard to stop. It's hard to slow it down. But at some point... You go over the edge where you just can't come back from that. I mean, so things are really bad. Racial tensions are the highest since the 60s. Police officers are afraid to get up to go to work in the morning. Last week in Albuquerque, we had a a prayer breakfast, and our chief of police came and spoke. He's a born-again Christian, and he said, pray for us because our men and our women, they're afraid to go to work in the morning. When they kiss Mm -hmm. their spouse goodbye in the morning and their kids goodbye, they don't know if they're going to come home just because of the color of their uniform. Mm -hmm. They'd be a target just because of their uniform. I mean, so there's just mass violence and shootings. Our education system is broken. You know, of all the 30 developed nations, we're 29th or 30th. We're always at last, even though we spend more money than any other nation. We're at the bottom of the education system. Americans are angry. You know, I travel travel a lot. And everywhere I go, you, you know, coffee shops and restaurants, and you meet people of all flavors. And people are angry. They're disillusioned. They're upset. They don't know where to turn. And I, I feels like the United States is like a powder keg ready to explode. And, uh, you know, I really believe our only hope is Jesus Christ. And our only way, what's the way forward? You know, what politician could we elect that could turn this around? There's no turnaround artist strong enough or smart enough to turn this thing around. So that's, it's not in that. We've got to vote biblical values. But my hope is not in a politician going to come and have a great president. Everything's mm-hmm. going to turn around. Um, the hope is Christ. And I believe the way out. Is for God's people to begin to pray and to praise the Lord out of the pit, out of the valley. See, David said, though I pass through the valley, the shadow of death, yes. I will fear no evil. He's, that's the key word, though I pass. I'm going through the valley, and it looks like I'm going to die. The valley of the shadow, the death's shadow was upon me. It feels like I'm going to die, but I'm passing through. 
Winston Churchill said, if you're going through hell, don't stop. Yeah, right. don't keep moving. <laughs> you know, you might be going through hell right now. Just don't don't stop. Don't 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 build a house there, right? Just yeah. keep on going through. And I believe the Lord will bring us this nation through the valley of the shadow of death. We're going to come out the other side, and we're going to be once again in one nation, united under God. Uh, indivisible, right, with liberties and wow. justice for all. Once again, we could become that nation, that, that city city set on a hill, mm-hmm. the shining light for the nations. And I believe that way is to pray and to praise. There's only one way out. And the Bible says in Matthew 19, 26, Jesus said, With man this is impossible. There is no group or group of people smart enough to turn this thing around here in America. With man it's impossible. Mm-hmm. But he said, but with God, all things... Evelyn, all things are possible. And I believe that with Jesus, there's always hope. There is always hope. And we've seen in Juarez in 2010, for many years, Juarez was the most violent city in the world. In year 2010, there were 3,700 um, homicides. 3,700. 3,700. Yep. Last year, 2015, God's people, Pastor Poncho, you met him. Yes. Others began to come and begin to pray and begin to bless the city, begin to speak life for the city, begin to break the curses. And last year, 256, okay, so in five years, it went down over 93% from 3,700 to 256. No police force could have done that because in 2009, uh, the, the Mexican government sent 10,000 soldiers to Juarez. There were tanks. There was military everywhere. I went down there to preach in 2009, and everywhere you went, there's police and, and soldiers, military, and it got worse. It got worse from 2009, 2010. Mm-hmm. It got worse. So 10,000 soldiers, the American government sent help. Didn't do any good. And yet right across the border, you go to El Paso, minutes away, mm-hmm. El Paso is one of the safest cities in America. And so you say, what, what's the difference there? It's the spiritual climate. Absolutely. And you have to begin to change it. The only thing that can change it is prayer. And we've seen what God has done in Juarez. I believe God could do in America. If God could do it in Juarez, right? If God could transform the city of Juarez, Mexico, what could he do in America? Well, there are so many people that love Jesus, that love his word, that are standing and want to make a difference. I believe that we're, we're ready for a comeback. You know, when you look at uh, where we have come in the years, in the last 50 years, uh, it's heartbreaking to see the level of um, sin that has just swept this nation in so many areas back in the 50s. And, and we know that part of that came when, when we gave up, when Christians gave up, when we gave up our schools and we couldn't pray. Yeah. We gave up the schools and we couldn't read the Bible. Yeah. Uh, but I tell you, uh, Brian, I see God turning uh, in a different direction. Yeah. And just like you mentioned, for we call it Juarez. You know, yeah, we don't yeah. speak Spanish, so we call it Juarez. <laughs> uh, when I think about what God has done there, yeah. and with people that love the Lord Jesus, that he answered their prayer, what can he do Amen. for America? Absolutely. Now, that's Mexico. Yeah. What could he do for Amen. America if we Come came on, together and prayed Amen. Like, like they they have prayed, and not only prayed, but worked, because yeah. that's what engagement is. It's get out yeah. there and talk to the people and let them know. That's why we've done Love Talk Radio for 32 years, yeah. is to bring it to the table so we can talk about these things. To people that do not know, there is a strong rope of hope. Amen. And the rope of hope that we have is Jesus. Yes, he is. We're going to talk about him 
right Amen. after this. Stay with us for Love Talk. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 8808 Research Boulevard, and New Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. You've been listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and her husband, Van Davison. Their guest today is Brian Allered. Welcome back to Love Talk. We're talking here with Brian Allered uh, from <laughs> Albuquerque, Albuquerque, New Mexico. And uh, Evelyn just visited out there a week or so ago and uh, had a good time in his church. And uh, so we're happy to have Brian with us this morning. Brian, you know, we've been talking about uh, hope, and and I want us to talk about the hope thing that's coming up a year from, uh, what is it, September the 27th, uh, 2017? Or? Well, we uh, we actually have a, a new program this year. So My Hope oh. is, a, is a national initiative to encourage and equip the local church to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let me say that again. My Hope is yeah. a national initiative to encourage and equip the local church to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we have My Hope this year. We have a new film out called Decisions uh, by Franklin Graham and the Billy Graham Association. It's called Decisions. It's a 30-minute film that we give churches for free, churches, ministries, absolutely free, no strings attached, that they can show at their church, at their youth group, at a prison outreach, at a, at a rescue mission. Um, at a woman's Bible study and home group, so many different ways that churches can use this tool to proclaim the gospel and see people get saved. And so we've been doing My Hope at the Billy Graham Association uh, for almost 15, 16 years now. We've seen over mm-hmm. 10 million decisions for Christ. That is amazing. In My Hope in, in, in 15, 16 years. Because, and here's the beauty of this, because it, it, it unlocks the power of the local church. It empowers the local church. When you do a crusade, and no, no one did it better than Billy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you do a crusade, you're limited to that crusade and that venue, whether it holds 50,000 or 100,000, mm-hmm. you're limited mm-hmm. in a way. But when you empower the local church to say, hey, we're going to give you the crusade. We'll give you the film. Mm-hmm. You do your own crusade with 20 people, 100 people, 500 people, 2,000, 40,000. It doesn't matter the size of the church. You empower the local church here. Several things happen because now they can invite their friends to their church, their family, their friends, their neighbors, their classmates, their teammates. Hey, come to my church this Sunday or this Friday night. We're showing a special film uh, by Billy Graham. And uh, most people have heard the name Billy Graham. Mm-hmm. Not everyone, but, but the majority of Americans know the name. It's 30 minutes. It's non-threatening. Come in and you. And it's not 30-minute preaching. It's 30 minutes of stories. And they yeah. weave the gospel. Both Billy and Franklin, I mean, you talk to them within 10 seconds. I mean, they, they pivoted to the gospel. I mean, Franklin, just like his daddy, is so strong mm-hmm. about sharing the gospel. Every time he's on Fox News, how do you feel about ISIS? Well, the problem is our nation is in trouble. We need Jesus Christ. He's the only answer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it doesn't matter what question you ask Franklin. You know, that's what you do in media. They yeah. ask you a question, and then you say, you know, that's a good reminder. This is right. what it's about. Right. And you give your yeah. message. Yeah. So, Franklin, just like his dad, is mm-hmm. really gospel-focused. Such an honor to work for him. And uh, and so we're offering this to churches all across America here in Texas. 
uh, you know, our field reps, Ed and Diane Garza, the, the, the Texas field reps yes. for the Billy Graham Association, you're good friends. And so we're offering that to churches all across Texas, all across America. It's a new film. And they, pastors and churches listening right now, they can go to our website, myhopewithbillygram.org. Myhopewithbillygram.org. And they can download it right on the homepage. You'll see decisions. Mm-hmm. Click on that. And it'll take you to churches can download it already or we can send them a DVD. So we'll provide them with a DVD or two or three if they need them. If they need ten, we'll give them up to ten free DVDs. Or they can just download it, stream it, show it at the church. And powerful new film called Decisions. This is part of the My Hope Outreach here uh, nationwide. And so every year we do a new film. Last year was called The Value of a Soul. The year before was Heaven. The year before that, 2013, mm-hmm. was The Cross. With Billy Graham and Lecrae was featured in that. So this is our new film, and so we're offering it to churches all across America. And that's a and continuing thing. Every year we do, a, yeah. Every year we do a new plan. film, and churches can go on the website and use any of them. We have over six films that churches can use. You know, many of them are dubbed into other languages. Some have subtitles. Some are dubbed into Spanish and French and different languages. But it's a really great tool. We've done it at our church. We did it at Passion Church back in 2013, 2014. We did it for, you know, during Thanksgiving time. We do it uh, Memorial Weekend. And every time we've shown a Billy Graham film, people giving their life to Christ. Because, you know, their motto is simply sharing Jesus. Yes. You know, simply sharing Jesus. Simply good news. And uh, they, they keep it so focused that anybody who hears it can go, you know what? I've heard the gospel. I'm a sinner. I need Jesus Christ. And so, yeah, that's what we're doing right now all across America. That's why I'm in town in Austin today and meeting with leaders. And then this afternoon I go to San Antonio and just working with our Texas team to engage churches and encourage them and equip them with free resources to share the gospel. So so that's a continuing program. You can yeah. get on it anytime, anytime. you're in the year. On anytime of the year. Basis. Yep. My okay. hope with BillyGram.org. Churches can show it this fall. They can show it in the spring, mm-hmm. next summer, whenever they want to do it, however they want to do it, whatever style, whether you're charismatic. Pentecostal, Apostolic, Black, mm-hmm. White, Native, Hispanic, Southern Baptist, National Baptist, I mean, you know, Presbyterian, Lutheran. Methodist, Lutheran, <laughs> Catholic, I mean, whatever flavor. Yeah. And that's the, the, the strength, the I think, of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association is we've been able, Billy and Franklin have been able to engage the whole body of Christ. Not many ministries can do that. Absolutely. But they've been able to do it because it's simply sharing good news. We, we don't, we don't, we're not going to talk about eschatology. Yeah. You know, we when, know when's the rapture coming? Good news. Yeah. Yeah. Good news, Gerald. Yes, sir. I know you do. Your newspaper. So, yes, sir. So, we just keep it on the, you know, we're going to talk about eschatology. Because okay, let's Who can let's figure go. that out? We're going to talk about the good news that Jesus loves people and he's still saving people through the power of his blood. And it makes a difference it in does. a nation. It makes a difference yes, in a family. But it makes a difference in an individual's life. Yeah. In an individual's life. We, um, we are also moving into next September when we have a, uh, a thing in San Antonio. Can yes. you give us a little bit of information about that? Yes, there'll be a, a festival in San Antonio in 2017 next fall. And so we're excited about that. So I know Robert Tatum and the team, they've been working yeah. really hard to engage churches for the, the Franklin Graham Festival in San Antonio uh-huh. 2017. So they can go to our, our website, uh, billygram.org. And, uh, and find out more information about that. But, and yeah, what will be that exciting. involve? What will be the format for that? <coughs> well, Billy and Franklin's motto has always been to come to a city and, and get, get the body of Christ involved. Yes. You know, they won't come for one church or 20 churches. It's got to be a city thing. You know, what is God doing in 
the city. And so they'll have trainings where they're looking for counselors to, you know, as people make decisions for Christ, we're hoping, you know, usually it's like a thousand or two counselors and, and volunteers and things like that. So Robert and his team, they'll be engaging churches to find volunteers, not just in San Antonio, but in the surrounding areas. Even people from Austin could go down yeah. and, and support that. Yeah, we're working down. hard on that. Are you? Mm-hmm. And so take buses all around, take buses, churches, take vans down, take people down and, and be a part of it. So the idea is to bring the body of Christ together. And the hope is that after the crusade, this has really always been Billy's vision, was that after the crusade, when we pack up and we leave town, that that team that came together, they would keep working for the city. They'd keep partnering. And in many cities, it doesn't always happen that way, but in many cities where there was a Billy Graham Festival or Franklin Festival, what happened was that team said, you know what, we did this for Billy, we did it for Franklin, why don't we keep meeting? Yeah. Let's do a rescue mission. Let's do a citywide prayer event. Let's do this. And so that's really the power of unity, of bringing the body of Christ together. So we're really excited about that. Yeah. So then go to BillyGram.org and look on the click on our Crusades tab and find out more about that. But yeah. You know, as we look at uh, where we are in America today, uh, this nation is shaking yeah. in fear and terror. Yes, it is. Uh, and we shouldn't be. Yeah. This, we were founded... This nation was founded on the Word of God and a constitution that guarantees their freedom to do the yeah. things that God calls us to do. Yeah. And we're struggling with that as we approach this uh, uh, in just a few weeks. We'll be, be yeah. choosing our leaders for the next four years. Yes. And so as a leader walks, so does a nation walk. We know that from Moses. We know that yeah. from David. Yeah. But one of the biggest things that we're dealing with right now in, in America and all across America is fear yeah. and terror. And I've looked fear up, and there are 365 different fears that are written in God's Word. Wow. wow. That's one for a day. Yeah. And when yeah. we pile that day after day after day, Brian, yeah. you know, it takes away the power that we have to be used by God. We cannot yeah. operate in fear. Yeah. So I want us to talk a little bit about how impossible it is to trust God and be afraid at exactly the same time. Can you can you address that? Absolutely. You know, um, doctors say that babies are only born with one fear, and that's the fear of falling. Really? Uh, yeah. So, so, yeah, babies have that fear of falling. So you see them, they wake up, you, you're afraid you're falling, right? So they'll wake themselves up. But so every other fear is a learned behavior. Right. And so God doesn't want us to walk in fear, but it's a part of our life. And I love what Jesus said in John sixteen thirty three. He said, in this world, you're going to have trouble, trials, tribulation, you know, th- things are going to come your way. They're going to cause fear. But do not be afraid. Be of good heart because I've already overcome the world. And I think where we stand is that. And I, I, I you know, I personally don't believe that 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 faith is is the absence of fear. I believe that faith is the courage to do God's will in spite of fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I've been so afraid at times in my life, afraid to, mm-hmm. to plant the church, to start the church 10 years ago. What if it fails? What if nobody comes? What if that, you know? So stepping out. So there's so many fears. Fear of failure. Fear of rejection. I mean, there's so many different fears that people have. And I think we come to Jesus and we say, look, here's my fears. Come as you are. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what Billy used to say. Just come as you are. Come with your fear. You don't have to leave your fear to come to Jesus. Bring your fear 
He's Jesus, bigger than the fear. Come with your fear. Come with your pain. Come with your hurt. Bring it to Jesus and see what Jesus could do in your life. And there's a story in the Old Testament in Second Samuel 23 that I, I believe is a, is a word for America today. It's Second Samuel 23 in verse 11. It talks about Shammah was one of David's mighty men. And the Philistines had gathered around them. They were in a, in a, in a field of lentils. And he was surrounded by the Philistine army. And it says that Shammah in verse 12 that he stood his ground. He took his ground. In the middle of the field, in the middle of this lentil field, and he stood his ground. And the Philistines are chasing all around him, coming at him. And it says he stood his ground. And the Lord brought a great victory that day. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's, there's, enemies, there's enemies, there's giants in the land, there's problems that we have. But if we stand our ground, Evelyn, if we stand our ground in Jesus, if we stand, our, stand up and stand our ground and we don't back down. Uh, Tom Petty said, you know, you can back me up against the gates of hell, but I won't back down. Yes. You know, we just we don't back down. I think we have to do what what Shammah did. You know what? If God be for me, mm-hmm. come on, who could ever be against me? The Bible Absolutely. says so if God, if we really believe that's true, if God is for me, who could ever be against me? And the Bible says that right now, Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the father. and He's praying for you and he's praying for Van and he's praying for me and he's praying for Chloe and he's praying for America. And he's saying, Father, remember America. Remember George, and remember mm-hmm. the, the founding fathers. Remember all the good they've done and all the, the nations that have found the gospel because of America. Remember them. And, and if Jesus is praying for us, how can we lose? I mean, you know, I mean, we believe in the power of prayer, but I'm limited as a prayer warrior. And I'm a man of prayer. But if Jesus is praying for me, how could I ever lose? Oh, he is doing that. And one of the things that is so important is that we allow him to come into our life to begin to bless us in ways that we can be used by him in a nation that's failing. Yeah. Yeah. And when we look at that, there's some things we've got to do. We've got to pray for wisdom and unity of yeah. faith. Yeah. We've got to educate and engage those out there that, that don't know him. And then we've got to choose those leaders in this nation that will lead us closer to the throne of grace. And that is Jesus. He is our rope of hope. And I would say to you today, if you don't have him, you need him. And He, we must not let a wishbone take the place of our backbone. We've got to stand in this nation and be heard and, and present a message that people can understand. Thank you, Brian, so much for being with us today. I, I just know that uh, the Lord has brought you our way. Thank and that you. you're going to have a blessed day as, as, we, as you do the things that God's called you to do. Yeah. And I want you to know that we're praying for you. Austin is praying for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Love but you. I would say to you as an audience today, uh, we've talked about hope. We've talked about fear. We've talked about life. But the thing I want you to, to hang up on now uh, as we close today is God's love. He has a love for you that no one else can ever replace. And if you want to know him, first of all, you've got to acknowledge that you don't have him and that you need him. Secondly, you've got to believe that he came and he died for you. And third, you've got to be willing to give to him all of who you are that you might become all of what he intends for you to be. You can get in touch with us at ndp.org, Austin, or at our website, lovetalknetwork.com. But in the meantime, I just pray that you will be so in love with him this week that the Lord Jesus will speak to you every step of the way as you trust him and as you follow him. If you don't have a Bible and you need a Bible, give us a call on the love line, 512-249-6535, and we'll be happy to send you some helps 
so that you can begin to learn how to love walk and love talk with Jesus. Thank you. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000 square foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as Jennertown. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. We're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson and is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. 